Welcome to Pivot and Thrive, a podcast about people who are facing changes in their life, in midlife and retirement, and how they pick themselves up and completely reinvent who they are, or maybe just tweak what they've been doing to a certain extent. But all of the people I'll be talking to are people who are happier than they've ever been doing what they're now doing, or they're people who are trying to figure out that process, but they're definitely on the right path. And I'm hoping they will inspire you if you are in that situation yourself right now. And there may be a number of people right now who are listening who are facing that issue, particularly because of COVID. I know a lot of people have lost their jobs and it's going to be hard for them to get back into the same industry they were in before, sometimes because of their age, sometimes there's just a limited number of positions. I used to have a podcast that I only had run run episode on before, but it was called Uh, thriving in your retirement and reinvention years. It's kind of a mouthful. So I just have changed the name of the podcast to Pivot and Thrive. I think it's a more succinct definition of what we're talking about here. And I wanted to explain all this ahead of time because I am running my first interview, my first episode from that podcast on this one. And it might be a little confusing because I refer to Peter Marin, who is the subject of that episode, as being the voice who provided the introduction to the podcast, which he did for that podcast, but not this one. And I think you'll find him interesting, but he does talk about the podcast being called Thriving in Your Retirement and Reinvention Years. So just to eliminate any confusion, I wanted to explain what we're doing here. I hope you will enjoy this podcast and get to know Peter Marin. And if you've ever thought about writing a book, he's got some good tips on how to do it, how to stick with it more importantly. So let's get started. This is Kim Shea with Thriving in Your Retirement and Reinvention Years. And today, my first podcast, I happen to have Peter Marin here. And Peter Marin did the voiceover for the introduction to this podcast. He also happens to be my boyfriend of seven years nearly. And he is somebody who has an interesting background and is now doing something interesting in retirement in particular. He has authored his first book, Hollywood Entrepreneur Behind Practiced Smiles. So I'm going to ask him some questions and see what you can take away from it. So Peter, what I'd like to ask you is what work did you do before you retired? Oh, well, I was quite entrepreneurial. Starting at a very young age, I set out to be a professional singer and entertainer. And that led me to a, uh, a life in and around show business primarily, uh, for the most part, although I did dabble in sales and started a few industries. Uh, but uh, I was an entrepreneurial spirit until I was uh, forced medically into a retirement in 2008. Uh, I lost my memory. I lost cognitive skills. I, um, I melted down. Uh, I entered a very dark phase, and at that point I was also a, a single parent to a, a nine-year-old daughter. And uh, anyway, that set me on an interesting path. So I went from a, a very interesting life in show business, um, well, without getting too deeply into it, uh, but from working with uh, well-known celebrities and and executives of major companies producing uh, major concerts and television shows, etc., to then suddenly not being able to find my way home. I lost my mind. 
So it took a few years to start recapturing some of that. So anyway, it was over the course of uh, recapturing some of those skills and memories that that uh, caused me to, to retire. Okay, so let me ask you then. So you say you've lost some of your cognitive skills, and yet I met you because you were a singer, and I ended up hiring you where I was working in a nursing home, and that's how we met. And your singing skills were really excellent, and so that's why I ended up hiring you. And you can sing all these beautiful songs that are from long ago, from the songbook. And so how did you get into singing if you had these cognitive skills? How did you use that? Because I know that's a big part of your retirement too, is that you started singing and that has also been beneficial to you in your retirement years before you stopped singing. As I I mentioned a moment ago, uh, I started life as a singer. That's what I wanted to be and that's what I became. Uh, I started professionally working nightclubs when I was 15 and, uh, and worked uh, clubs and did some minor recordings uh, through up and through my 20s. Uh, but then I got into the business of show business, so I didn't sing professionally after that for many years. When I had this, um, this memory issue and these, uh, these problems, a friend of mine who is also a musician suggested that I start relearning the songs I used to sing. As, a, as an exercise to help with my memory. So he suggested I buy what's known as a real book, which is a book of the, the songs written out with the music and the lyrics. And he suggested that I read that while I listen to the music and sing along with it. And that would help me to relearn the, uh, the melodies and, and the lyrics and therefore help strengthen my memory. And so I did this, and it was an exercise that I would repeat day after day after day. And in the process, I fell in love with the music again. And um, I started to sing well again. And when I was a kid singer, I, I was a good singer. And I was, in L.A., I was climbing the ranks and working with great musicians. And uh, I even was considered by Blue Note Records uh, for a record deal, so I was a good singer. So here, many years later, I, uh, as I'm rehearsing and rehearsing and rehearsing for the, uh, the really the memory practice, uh, my voice was getting better. And the same friend that had suggested that I do this exercise uh, then put an ad in, uh, what was Craigslist, I think it was, said, uh, singer available, and uh, I got some calls, and so I ended up joining a little jazz trio, and so it really did help me. It, it brought me back out. It, it uh, not only helped my memory, but it helped me socialize again, because after having been a couple of years and just sit therapy, and uh, I went from being a highly social, social animal uh, to being a, a recluse with these issues, and the music uh, pretty much saved me. It brought me back out socially as well as helped me recapture uh, some abilities. So, yeah, the music was really quite important. But, yes, 
it was with that group that I met you because we we worked uh, the retirement homes. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. And that's also something that somebody who is in retirement might find interesting too. Is, I mean, we're going to talk about your book, but just your story of your music and how it helped you and it it kept your cognitive bil- abilities not only strong but getting better because that was something that you needed for therapeutic reasons. So that music was really very helpful to you to get out there and sing and socialize, which I'm always recommending when somebody's retiring is that they get out there and find a way to stay socially engaged because that's so important to your health and to your happiness when you're retired. But I do want to talk about your book because you wrote a book, something not everybody does, but a lot of people talk about. So if you could tell me, why did you write a book? Well, a couple of dear friends and uh, family kept uh, suggesting that I do because the the memory loss and the recovery and the recovering I like to say because it's still an ongoing process was and is so dramatic that uh, it really does make for a good story and a story that hopefully will help other people that may not necessarily have the same issues that I have, but that nonetheless reach a point where they find their life has changed dramatically and find themselves maybe feeling hopeless or certainly disoriented in this new in this new life space. So I was encouraged to write the book and I was I was very um, initially insecure about it because my memory is still very um, unreliable, let's say. But um, with having no pressure of time to complete it, uh, and with the help of some friends, some of which have been friends for 40 years or more, I was able to confirm some memories and piece together uh, uh, some events from my life, starting from when I was a child forward, to give the reader background that led up to the events of my mental issues and the recovering therein, and uh, and hopefully produce something that, that will help people and entertain them as well. It is a really good book. And so let me ask you, how long did you work on the book? How long did it take you from the time you started until the time that you finished? And did you ever have writer's block along the way? Well, that's a lot of questions. <laughs> it's two questions. <laughs> I told you. Um, how long did it take? I think it took me from the time I actually came downstairs and sat down and started typing until I finished. I think it was approximately two years. And at that point... I I found a uh, a professional editor who was able to do things like correct grammar and tense. I had an issue with past tense and confusing tenses, but uh, was able not to change my voice 
I set out to have a conversation with the reader because I wanted to, I was hoping to make a friend with that reader. I wanted my experiences, although different from most because I was in show business and hanging out with these these stars and doing business with them, and maybe my reader wouldn't have had that type of background. But I wanted it to be a very casual and personal presentation because I think the experience I was having inside throughout my life is one that's very relatable. And so, anyway, but a couple of years. And, uh, you know, the fact that it's only 28 pages long, you know, you'd think it wouldn't. (laughs) Yeah, I'm kidding. Um, But, uh, and the, um, you know, I'm still very much in the process of marketing and learning that type that thing it's a whole nother it's a whole nother ball game but um yeah a couple of years and did i get writer's block um not i not being a writer uh, i don't think i had writer's block i had some memory blocks <laughs> which i i have daily but um no i really didn't because it was my life it was uh, it's a it's my memories it's my feelings i um I was deliberate in being very raw about what my feelings and experiences were. And, um, you know, it was a brutal experience in writing it, but it was very, a very cleansing experience. Yeah, when you talk about that it was a brutal experience, I, I don't think it was that it was, it, I did not observe that it was brutal for you to write it in terms of coming up with material. It was the process of remembering so much and remembering people who had come and gone in your life. And it was just a very emotional journey for you. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was, uh, it was very emotional. And, um, you know, being a good Italian boy, I shed a lot of tears. I'm the kind of guy that cries at commercials. So this one really tore me up. I uh, I wrote this book primarily between the hours of 4.30 and 7 o'clock in the morning. And uh, it was a nice quiet time. And I would get up and sneak downstairs while everyone was sleeping. And and I would write. And the rest of the, the time I would process things in my head. So I was kind of ready when I'd get up the next morning and go. But it it dredged up a lot of memories and people and feelings and it was really uh really a wonderful thing and as far as that plays into a retirement issue with me i think i would like to write another book and pursue this because i think it's an interesting way to reach people i've recorded a cd I think making music is a wonderful thing to do and to share. And uh, those that know my story or read read the book and learn my story will know that, for me, music has has saved or helped me recreate my life since I got sick. So I'm not diminishing that by saying I would like to write another book with the hope that that will do that in even a broader sense. I think that maybe I could reach more people through a written word than I can through music. But we'll see. We'll see. 
So you beat me to my question. That was what I was going to ask you next. <laughs> it's okay. I was going to ask you, did you plan to write another book? But let me ask you, um, a lot of people talk about writing a book and they don't do it because it's hard. And it, it, I'm sure that a lot of people do experience writer's block. I might be easier if you're telling your own story, but it's hard for people. What made you finish? I don't know if you ever had times where you thought about not finishing it, but if you did, what kept you motivated to keep going to do your project there was a point at which I was near the end and maybe that was a writer's block come to think of it and I couldn't nail the ending so I did a shortcut and uh, the CD that I that I recorded, which is also part of the story, because after I had lost my memory and the music helped recapture it and helped re-socialize me, and I went all the way from being in a dark room singing to myself to performing, and then to recording a, a CD and having that record, you know, played locally as well as na- internationally, um, and then to being able to write a book, um, I felt pretty good, but there was a point where I couldn't find an ending to my book. So I cheated and I wrapped it up with the, tying it to the title of my CD. And um, I passed it to you and a couple of my friends and everybody was polite and said, oh yeah, that's okay. But I knew in my heart it was a crappy ending. I was just trying to get done with it because I was I was done. I was frustrated. Two years already. But I sat on it for a couple of weeks and then I finally went back and said, Okay, I'm gonna finish this now. So but yes, yeah. I was so ready to finish it but that I just put a temporary ending on it just to fool myself into thinking I was done, but I wasn't done. That's good. That's good. And also good that you listen to feedback from other people and turned out a product that you're proud of. And would you say that this was a fulfilling thing that you have done for yourself? Very, very fulfilling. Um, I did not think that I could do it to the extent that I did it. I hope no one misunderstands what I'm trying to say. I'm very proud of the product that was produced. It's better than I thought I could have done. That's what I'm trying to say and not trying to sound like I'm patting myself on the back. Um, Kim is a very wonderful and patient lady. She puts up with a lot of little things I forget a lot. So when I say that it's a better product than I thought I could produce... I thought I could produce something okay, but I do have these issues, and um, I was very pleased with the way it came out. But um, at the start of the project, I had my doubts as to what I could do, but I was determined to do it, and uh, it was very fulfilling to complete it. It's also very, very fulfilling when somebody I don't know sends me a message and says they feel like they made a friend when they've read it. Uh, 
they feel that they um, that they've connected with me in some way, or they just feel entertained. It's very nice. Same way, it's nice when somebody uh, enjoys my music. So it's really great. Yeah, I'm glad I did it. That's great. It really is. A lot of people want to do what you're doing, but they haven't done it yet. So hopefully they'll get some inspiration from you about sticking with it and just going for it and writing the book because they're going to feel great after they wrote the book. It's a, it's a good use of their time, I think, if you have a story to tell and you have it in you. And maybe before you were retired, you just didn't have the time to do it. But maybe now somebody who's retiring has a little bit more time or maybe has an empty nest where they don't have kids to take care of. And so they can just spend a little bit of time working on that project whenever they find time. So maybe they're working part-time or however it'll fit in. But it seems like it's what you're saying. It's a worthwhile thing to pursue. The One of the things that I believe, and that is one of the messages in my book, which is not a heavy message drop in book, but one of the things I believe that got me better was being passionate about something. In my case, it was the music. And, um, you know, whether that's that passion helps heal you in some way or helps get you uh, into a, another phase of life, I think passion is a very important thing to have in your life, whether it's, like in my case, music or writing or gardening. I think it's important to have something that, you know, gets you up in the morning and something that you can share with your family or friends or, or strangers but something that you share with someone else so that you are connecting with other people. I think that's a real important element. And uh, if you're doing that, whatever your second phase or third or fourth or fifth, like in my case, phase might be, um, it's got to be a positive thing for you. Passion's the key, I think. I 100% agree. That's so important to have a reason to get out of bed in the morning. Um, I think everybody can hear on this podcast what a gorgeous voice you have, and that lends to your being a really good singer. You can also carry a tune, too, so that does help. You can carry a tune and you've got a good voice. Um, do you have any plans to do anything with your singing in the future? Is that in your plans with your passion? I hope to, sure. Uh, this uh, pandemic has that lockdown pretty much for the time being. I would like to... Uh, do some speaking on the, um, you know, combined with the, the, the book and perhaps some uh, mental health issues, etc. And maybe even combine a little music with the, uh, the speaking. But yeah, I certainly, certainly want to do some music. Even if it's just uh, on, on a small, to a smaller extent. But yeah, sure, I love it too much. Too much fun. This has been really fun talking to you. I don't think we've ever sat down and really had this full conversation about what you are doing and what your thought process was and how you came about it. And it's it's really cool. And I, I'm really impressed that you wrote a book. I really am. I think it's great. And I want everyone to know that they can find it on Amazon.com. And it's called Hollywood Entrepreneur Behind Practiced Smiles. And it's by Peter Marin. And it's got amazing stories in it. And he talks all about his life. It's got wonderful pictures in there, too, of people that he has worked with. And the way that I read the book was that I listened to it on Audible. And what's really cool about the Audible recording is that you recorded 
the book yourself with the help of a good friend, Rosemary Watson, and you recorded the book. And it just, it, it sounds exactly like you in terms of your, your voice, the way you read the book. It, it, it sounds the way that it read because I have read parts of it too on paper, but I'm a big Audible fan, so I listen to it there, and it's got just a really great sound. So I want everyone to know that they can find it as an ebook, as a paper book, and as an Audible version. And again, it's Hollywood Entrepreneur Behind Practiced Smiles by Peter Marin. Is there anything else that you would like to add? No? Okay. Thank you very much. This commercial is brought to you by. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today and uh, that was really fun it was yeah thank you hey thank you so much for listening today i'd love it if you'd subscribe to this podcast or leave a positive review if you need some help with your retirement plans you can schedule an appointment with me at retirementpurposecoach.com and if you know anybody you think i should be interviewing here please contact me on my website my name is kim shea And the music you've been listening to today has been provided by Wizzy2K and Bokuwa, and I've been using it with permission from the artists. I hope you'll join me for my next interview on thriving in your retirement and reinvention years. Until then, please stay well and live purposefully and thrive. Thrive.